0: Before we get into the podcast, I just wanna take a minute to tell you a little bit about our Rockstar Coaching Course. The Rockstar Coaching Course is not your typical coaching course, guys. This is an eight-week online coaching course that you as the box owner or head coach will go through with your entire team together. I created this course because as much as I've gotten value Over the years through courses like the level one, level two, level three, and specialty seminars, I've always felt like something was missing when it came time to translate that information back into a great class experience and in turn a successful gym. As a box owner and coach, I quickly found that soft skills like group management, relationship building, and communication skills were far more important to building a successful gym. So I created the Rockstar Coaching Course to put all those skills in a single course and to do it in a way where an entire team of coaches can do it together, not just the owner or one or two coaches going off and doing it on their own. So if you're a box owner and you're looking to develop a stronger and more cohesive team, upgrade your class experience, confidently coach less classes and retain more members then this is the course for you if you sign up today use code 7 at checkout and not only will you receive 100 off but you'll also receive two 45-minute coaching calls with myself to troubleshoot any area of your coaching and your team development as well as lifetime access to the course head over to sevenfigurebox.com rockstarcoachingcourse to learn more and sign up Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're gonna be talking about charging what you're worth, and when to ignore versus accept feedback and apply it to your business. And this podcast was inspired by a Facebook exchange that happened on our CrossFit Palm Beach business page the other day uh, between one of our front desk staff and a potential drop-in. And it was a situation that really irritated me when it happened. And our front desk manager handled it really, really well. But I wanted to share it with you guys because I think it's something that we can all learn from. And honestly, if this would have happened to myself or one of our staff earlier in my time as an affiliate owner, I would have probably handled it differently. I probably would have sided with the customer a little bit more. And I wanted to share it with you guys because I think there's a lot of gym owners out there that are still handling situations out there like this, in my opinion, the wrong way. And I, I wanna kinda get you guys seeing things from hopefully the right point of view so you can keep your business around for a lot longer period of time and be more successful from a financial perspective. So I actually wanna just break down the conversation so you guys can actually see what happened. And then I wanna talk about some of the themes and some of the things that I got from this um, and, and some of the things that I wanna share with you guys. So this was a message we got on Saturday from a potential drop-in he said i will be in town march 8th and 9th and want to get scored for the open do you do a friday night lights type thing and i saw it came through on saturday so i was actually the first one to respond and i said yes we do you can come to any of our classes on friday to do the open workout or you can join us for friday night at 6 p.m we don't have a 5 or 6 p.m class that evening but signups usually open around 5:30 p.m with the first heat going around 6.15 PM. He replied, any cost for dropping in for that. And at that point, our front desk manager took over and she said, the cost is the same as a regular drop-in, $20 for the class, or you can buy a shirt for 25 and the drop-in is included. And he said, oh, you will charge me to do the open question mark? Okay, that's a first. And then she responded, we charge all non-members $20 a class for drop-ins, regardless if you drop in for regularly scheduled classes or for our bar fights event. So yes. Okay, that's too bad. I have dropped into about seven gyms for the Open over the past three years, and you're the first to charge. Kind of seems wrong. My box does not charge. No local gyms charge here. I know you probably do not care, but you should really rethink that policy when it comes to the Open. She said, I will send that message along to our owners. We appreciate the feedback. I'm not sure they've ever considered having another policy for the open. If it changes, I'll be sure to follow up with you. Thanks, I get charging when I'm doing one of your classes, never an issue with that, but for the open that I already paid for just seems wrong. Thanks for checking. So she followed up again um, about 24 hours later. She said, I did check with our owners and she did check with me and they're firm in their drop-in policy. Also, it is important for you to know we will not have classes Saturday, March 9th. She had talked about something else. We're hosting a seminar this weekend. So um, she brought that up and he said, thanks, that's fine. I can drop for the open at two other gyms in the area for free and be judged. No worries, thank you for checking. And that was basically the end of the conversation. There's just a little bit besides that, um, but that was it. And when that exchange ended, I had two primary thoughts that jumped into my head. Number one was I love the way our front desk manager handled it and I 100% stand by our decision to uphold that policy. And then number two, it really just saddens me that this is the mindset that so many of our clients and potential clients have and just CrossFitters in general have and it makes me even more sad to know that there are so many gyms out there that are allowing these type of attitudes to persist in our industry. And honestly, my third thought was like, how many of these seven gyms that he's said he's dropped into over the last three years are still even in business. And my guess is I'm sure some of them are, but I guarantee that a few of those gyms are probably not in business anymore or on the verge of going out of business. So when I look at this situation from our point of view and I look at like what we lost from this situation of not having this person come in, like we literally lost nothing. Because if we let this athlete come in, It's very clear that no financial transaction was ever going to take place. He was not going to pay to drop in. And sure, if we would have let him work out for free, like he might have had a great experience. He might have referred people to our place. Maybe he knows some people locally, or he knows other people that are gonna drop in from his area, but he probably would have referred the same type of person as him, another high maintenance person who doesn't value your time, my time, our service that we provide. And obviously we don't want the flip side of this. We don't wanna start to create unnecessary bad reviews from someone who's never gonna drop into our gym. But I think our front desk manager handled it in a perfect way where a bad review is gonna be very unlikely in that type of situation. Um, And if you look at what we gained because we did gain something in this scenario, and it's important to point that out, we gained the ability to continue to focus our time and our attention and our resources on our ideal clients. The majority of the current members that we have are our ideal clients and we get to continue to make that experience great for them. Okay, so let's just talk about drop-ins for a second. Let's focus on that because I see a lot of gyms out there that let drop-ins work out for free. And usually, maybe not usually, but sometimes there's the case where if someone's dropping in for a few days, that person can work out for free for all of those days and people only get charged if they're gonna be there for like a week or more. And many gyms have policies like this. We actually at first were very similar to this. We're either afraid to ask for money or we just wanna be generous to that person because we understand that they're probably paying a member membership somewhere else and we don't want them to have to sort of double pay in that sense. But the bottom line is you have to charge for the service and what seems like an insignificant amount is really significant. It adds up to be a tremendous amount. I mean, our numbers based on last year, we brought in over $25,000 in revenue just from drop-ins alone. And we're in a decent vacation spot. We're in Jupiter, Florida, it's a great spot, but we're not in a major city. We're not in a place where there's a ton of hotels. So we get a decent amount of drop-ins, but I guarantee there's gyms out there that get a ton more than that but think about what we can do with that $25,000 that we're able to bring in from drop-ins. And that's just one small category of our business. So for us, like the only exception when we're we're not charging for a class, the only exception is if someone's doing it for the first time, it may be someone who's doing beach fit for the first time, or it may be a CrossFitter who has experience that we're gonna allow try a class because they're coming in with the hopes of trying it to hopefully sign up for a long-term membership. Other than that, we charge across the board for all of our drop-ins, whether it's the first time or whether they're coming for multiple times. Um, And and drop-ins, again, this is not the only area that this is occurring. There's other instances, there's things like seminars or specialty classes that we run, right? It's okay to do a free seminar every once in a while, but don't be afraid to charge for them as well. Even if you get some pushback from the members, right? There's gonna be members out there that say, Oh, I have an unlimited membership. I should be able to go to any of these specialty services that you offer. But if you're offering things that, first of all, you've paid a lot of money to learn from outside services and seminars that you've gone to, but two, you're going out of your way to to create a lesson plan for this, to spend hours designing the seminar, don't be afraid to charge for that thing because it's outside of your normal offerings that that person's going to get with an unlimited membership. And as long as you're being... Uh, honest with that up front and you're not promising that they can get all these things from the get-go then it's completely fair to charge for an additional Service like a seminar or specialty class right and I just think that most of us as Coaches or affiliate owners. We're just a little bit too nice in their regard and we'll let a a vocal minority prevent us from charging what we're worth because they get upset when we say that you know a olympic weightlifting class or seminar is going to be 20 bucks or 200 bucks for eight weeks like don't be afraid to charge for those things if it's above and beyond what you normally do the same thing's true for nutrition challenges and childcare and and skill sessions and personal training sessions or outside programming that you might offer you need to draw some lines in the sand for when you're going to charge for these things and when you're gonna do stuff for free. It's okay, again, to do stuff for free, but you have to draw a line. You have to put a cap on what you're willing to offer because at some point you have to value your time and you have to be able to charge what you're worth. Okay, And I'll give you a few more specific examples on this. We recently ran another nutrition challenge this January for the start of the new year, and it was by far the most we've ever charged for one of our challenges. And it was by far the most successful challenge that we've had. So we recently ran a 40 day challenge, we charged 149. Prior to that, we had never charged more than $99. And usually with our challenges, we charged like 30 to 50 bucks for them. And this was by far the best follow through that we've had, the best results that we've seen from any of our challenges. And it ended up generating over $6,000 for our gym. We had over 40 people sign up at 149. And one of the people that benefited most from us charging more and, and doing more with this challenge was our nutrition coach. So I, I wanna encourage you guys that even if you can't charge for yourself, do it for your coaches, do it for your staff, because it's gonna be able to it's gonna enable you to create way more opportunities for them and allow them to grow careers out of your business. I'll give you another example. The first couple years when I was coaching. If a client were to share their goals with me, I would almost always try to give them something outside of class that they could do to improve that thing, right? If they're having they're having pain, I'm giving them ex- uh, mobility exercise that they can do. If they want to get stronger, I'm giving them strength training they can do out of cl- outside of class. And sometimes I would go as far as building out like an entire eight week or twelve week squat program or pull up program based on like their individual. Um, Numbers. So, like, if someone had a one rep max squat and they wanted to get that better, I would build out a five three one program for them for like eight or twelve weeks with their exact uh, weights based on their percentages and have that built out in Excel and send it over to them. And do you want to know how many clients actually followed through with those things? Zero. Like, literally zero people in those early days followed through when I gave them extra programming when I approached it the way that I did and I didn't charge for it. And because I didn't place a high value on what I was giving them, neither did they. And they never got the results that they should have gotten because they never even took the actions in the first place. So most often when we decide not to charge for something, it's not us that loses. It's usually our coaches, our staff, and most importantly, it's our clients that miss out. The very person who's complaining about you charging for something or an increase in price, that's the exact person that's gonna miss out because you weren't able to charge and deliver the value that they deserved. And you know, taking it back to the original purpose of this, uh, this podcast or what what spawned it was that open example. I have no doubt in my mind that we have the best Friday night open experience of any of the gyms in our local area. No one is more welcoming, no one is more encouraging, no one is more organized more structure than we are. No one has a cleaner, better facility than we have. No one has the energy that ours has in it. No one's gonna provide free food and drinks and coffee like we do. And I say that not to be cocky, but I just realistically know the other gyms in our area at this time and they just don't compare to us in this regard. So this guy is going to be able to drop in at another gym, he's gonna be able to do it for free, he's gonna be able to save his 20 bucks, but he will literally have another forgettable open experience, just like most of his other seven, instead of a really fun, high-energy open experience that he will likely remember for years to come. So we have to remember that the person that misses out when we don't charge what we're worth is first and foremost our clients, right? And we have to also understand that 99% of the time when someone is complaining about price, whether that's a prospect, whether that's a current member, that either you've done an incredibly poor job of showing them the value of your service or this new offering that you're coming up with or the person that is complaining is not an ideal client for you and you need to take everything they give you from a feedback standpoint with a grain of salt and possibly ignore their feedback altogether. You're better off ignoring that person and staying true to who you really are, listening to your ideal clients and, and taking feedback from them rather than letting this person take you off track. So continue to do these things for the right reasons, right? It doesn't have to be all about the money, but don't be afraid to charge what you're worth and do right by your coaches and your clients by charging what you're worth for your services. Hey guys, this is Andrew again. Thank you for listening to the 7 Figure Box podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We're on a mission to help box owners around the world create their dream gyms, whether that means building a seven-figure gym or simply creating a gym that they love showing up to each day. So please leave us a review and share this episode with a fellow coach or gym owner that could benefit from this information.